The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Have you ever stopped to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners in literally every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word to your friends, relatives, and colleagues. A special note of gratitude goes to our listeners around the world in the United Kingdom, Ethiopia, and Guatemala, and in the states of Massachusetts, Colorado, and Georgia. Welcome, and thank you all for your continuing support, because you keep tuning in and listening. Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit is a top-ranked show here on the Voice America Talk Radio Network, the oldest and most widely listened to online talk radio network. Thank you for listening and making this show success possible. I love hearing from you, so please keep sending me your questions and comments. And if you enjoy my show, please click on the link to like us on Facebook. I've been getting a lot of grateful comments from people who have done just that. This week, I've gotten these comments, among others. You brought joy to me today. This video will help me sleep better. I like beginning my day with the videos that you post. It helps me get off to a good start. And now for your tip for the week from my ebook, 33 Tips for Self-Empowerment. I wrote this book because when you are self-empowered, you are connected to your limitless higher self, your soul, as you learn to hear the still small voice within over the loud voices of others, you will begin to feel at peace because your limitless higher self has direct access to the divine. It is through this connection that miracles occur like unexpected healing, healthy relationships, peace, and wealth. So please use these tips. My tip for this week is in honor of our topic today. Observe nature. One form of meditation is to sit and relax in nature or to look outside from a comfortable spot. Enjoy the beauty of the sunset, the flowers, the birds singing. 
actually, as we will soon discover, this is also a good way to learn how to communicate with nature. Like us, animals use body language as well as sound to communicate with each other. As we observe them, we start to notice their varied behaviors and what they mean. After many years of watching birds in my backyard and at my feeder and bird bath, I have witnessed a range of behaviors, including cooperation, nurturing, aggression, love, fear, sharing, and peaceful coexistence. There are other times when I walk inches from the feeder and the birds keep eating or glance at me and then return to their food. It seems they have intuitively determined I'm not a threat and it's safe to keep eating. Many of us have lost this natural ability to communicate with nature. Native American tarot cards, flower insight cards, and animal oracle cards all help me connect more deeply with nature and develop my intuition. That's one of the reasons that I'm teaching an introduction to tarot, oracle, and insight cards. Life is often confusing with conflicting voices vying for our attention. How do we know which voice will bring us the most success and happiness? There is a path to seeing clearly. The Cards guide us with the big picture in mind. By helping us see what is hidden, we learn what we need to know. With Tarot, Oracle, and Insight Cards, you will learn to trust yourself, grow your intuition and psychic abilities, make the best decisions for yourself, let go of negative patterns and fears, align your actions with your life's purpose. As Brother Chi Singh, founder of the Dallas Meditation Center said, Dr. Paula is the real deal. I highly recommend her to everyone interested in the fast track to spiritual transformation. We'll be at the Center for Spiritual Living in Dallas, Sunday, August 21st. If you don't live in Dallas, contact me to present this workshop or another one in your area. And looking ahead, I'll be teaching the Am Awakening, Embodying the Divine Feminine on September 18th and Creating Financial Abundance on October 16th. Choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. This show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose happiness, gratitude, abundance, love, peace, and positivity as we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life and let it go. We open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. 
We change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the joy, beauty and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives and techniques, inspirational stories and guests who are thought leaders in their field like our guest today, Tamarack Song, who will talk with us about communicating with nature. Last week's show with Linda Bloom was on creating your unique relationship. She and her husband of 44 years have written a wonderful new book, debunking 40 myths about marriage, including ideas like you'll never be lonely again, once a cheater, always a cheater, and every marriage is worth saving. Linda and Charlie learned through their own relationship, their professional training, and the wisdom of colleagues that what it takes to create a healthy relationship. Most importantly, it's different for every couple. There's no magic formula. Each couple must decide what they want out of their relationship and create a path to achieving it, especially if you didn't have good role models growing up. Learning to solve conflict without shouting blame at the other person takes real effort and commitment. Hidden under our unwillingness to look at ourselves is usually a deep fear, like we will never get what we want. We really aren't good enough. It really is all our fault. If a relationship isn't working, we must look at ourselves first. If your partner is unwilling to do the same, then the chances are your relationship will not last. You must be willing to end an unfulfilling or abusive marriage. And that includes psychologically, emotionally, sexually, financially, or physically abusive. If you aren't ready to do that, then you must develop the inner strength that you need to create a healthy relationship with yourself. And then you'll be ready for healthy relationships with other people. Of the three emails I received this week, the first two are about this show, and the third is about the previous week's show. Jamie wrote, I'm so grateful you talked about criticism never being a positive thing. I always suspected that was true, but it really helped me to hear you say it. I just feel bad when someone criticizes me. Criticizes me. It doesn't help me grow or learn. Thank you for confirming this for me. Sylvia wrote, your show with Linda Bloom was really interesting. I learned a tremendous amount. Thank you. The third email was about my July 7th show, Life Lessons Learned Through Tango. Andrew wrote, I love the show where you read from your book manuscript. I didn't feel deprived when your guest was sick because I benefited so much from listening to how you used Argentine tango to learn to trust. I also appreciated your assistant, Caroline, for encouraging you to read that chapter. Thank you for doing this show. To listen to either of these shows, I encourage you to go to my website, paulajoyce.com, and click on Radio Show at the top of the navigation. You can hear 
these shows or any others that you may have missed or want to listen to again. That's the beauty of having the shows on demand. You have easy access any time of day or night, allowing you to listen when it fits your schedule or needs. Here's my silver lining story for this week. Because there is so much trauma in the world right now, it is especially important that we all keep our spirits up and focus on the positive. For that reason, I went with my new friend to see the remake of Ghostbusters. Humor, good fun, and friendship seem like a good choice. And it was. On my way to the movie theater, however, I decided to listen to National Public Radio and got so caught up in the horror of the murders in Nice that I missed my turn, causing me to be a few minutes late. So our conversation began with the latest tragedy in France. As I listened to her talk, I was struck by how the world is suffering as a result of all of these murders. She was telling me how when she heard a loud noise, she called her neighbor. In the past, she would have thought it was a car backfiring. Yesterday, however, she was concerned that it was gunshot. She asked her neighbor if anyone was hurt. And they weren't. But in these times of extra stress and fear, we must nurture our relationships. She reached out to a friend rather than being alone with her worry. This is a silver lining and a healthy response. We must all find ways to take extra good care of ourselves with exercise, meditation, dance, yoga breathing, positive thinking, good friends, healthy food, laughter, and the peace of nature. Above all, keeping our thoughts and attitudes positive is essential. We must remember that there is always chaos before change. Even in nature, the rainbow emerges after the storm. The new growth in spring comes after the destruction in winter. We must know that out of these difficult times will emerge a rebirth into greater light, peace, and joy. While we go through this, each Each of us has a choice about how we respond, and even if we choose to respond at all or just react with fear, I see hope when positive-minded people gather together to create change. I see people like myself using social media to help others stay positive. Some of us have even noticed what the other is doing, and we like and share the positive messages that each of us posts. Love and light will always be stronger than hate and darkness. The more of us who choose to live in the light and spread it, the faster we will get through this dark period and emerge fully into the light. I encourage you to be the change and not the problem. Even on social media, I block people who are spreading hate, fear, and anger, and I delete their vicious comments and videos. I will not allow my mind to be filled with hate because then I have to work hard to remove the negative images and words. I'd rather not allow myself to be subjected to them in the first place. We can have a difference of opinion without being rude and vicious. One of the images that I love is written in large green letters at the top of the Omni Hotel in Dallas, and it simply says, Enough. 
This is leadership at its best. This is how we change the world. It is each person, each community, each organization doing their part to create a positive mindset, to create unity, acceptance, peace, and love. We each must ask ourselves if we want to be ruled by fear or by love. We do have a choice. The silver lining to all of this violence is our waking up to the awareness that we have a choice. We can choose to be part of the solution. We can choose to focus on the positive steps being taken by so many individuals and organizations and informal groups. We can choose to surround ourselves with people, thoughts, and images that are positive. If you're having trouble doing that, start a gratitude journal. Learn to walk away from negative conversations. Say a prayer. Have a positive affirmation prepared to repeat to yourself. Change the television channel when you're being bombarded by negative and violent programming. And turn to comedy, music, dance, inspirational programs, or turn off the TV altogether and take a walk in nature. Find and create what lifts your spirit. There's a reason that this radio show is called Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. We are in charge of what we choose to bring into and keep in our lives. If it doesn't uplift you, let it go. For me, my heart always sings when I'm lost in the beauty of the natural world. It's free, loving, and awe-inspiring. And our guest today, Tamarack Song, will Help us learn how to become nature. He has spent his life studying the world's aboriginal peoples, apprenticing to elders, and learning traditional hunter-gatherer survival skills. He has spent years alone in the woods, as well as living with a pack of wolves. In 1987, he founded the Teaching Drum Outdoor School in the wilderness of northern Wisconsin. He is an award-winning author, and his several books include Entering the Mind of the Tracker. His latest book is Becoming Nature. He also is married and has two adult children and a daughter-in-law. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. While listening to the commercials, click on the link to read about and register for my new workshop or to schedule one in your area then click on store to purchase my ebook 33 tips for self-empowerment then go to calendar of events to see your questions for today stay tuned we'll be right back with tamarack's song to talk about communicating with nature The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. 
Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I always appreciate hearing from you, my listeners, and as a top-ranked show, when you choose to advertise with me, you reach hundreds of thousands of people. If this interests you or if you want to become part of the conversation today, please call one 866 472 5795 or send an email to drpaulajoyce at I value you and what you have to say so please let me know what's on your mind and heart and I hope you wrote down what you love the most in nature and I'm so grateful to welcome t- Tamarack song and I have to tell you Tamarack was the name of the camp I went to as a young child so I love that it's your first name beautiful <laughs> so um, and and um, so welcome and I was um, hoping that you would begin by talking about your early childhood experience with Susie and how that impacted you in your life Oh, I'd be glad to, Dr. Paula. And um, it's it was a bittersweet experience with that, that first uh, pigeon I I had when I was a youngster, and I'd be glad to share it. Although sometimes it brings tears to my eyes, actually, because of my traumatic childhood. But let me, let me tell you the story. Um, I don't want to uh, color and flavor it too much before you hear it. Um, I was fortunate to grow up in a small um, small village, and a lot of my friends were were farmers uh, at at school. You know, the farm kids would come in on the bus in the morning, and 
um, they would smell like the outdoors, and it was great. And um, uh, when I went on on uh, weekend jaunts or after school, uh, oftentimes I would go out and spend time with them in the woods and you know, looking for arrowheads in the freshly plowed fields or, or helping them with the cows and the chickens, and I just loved it. Uh, it was all about nature for me when I was a kid. And I went out to... Um, spend a uh, Saturday with um, a friend of mine. His name was David, David Berger. And uh, his cousin lived down the road, as was often the case in rural Wisconsin. Uh, the relatives would all have farms in a cluster. You know, your aunts and uncles would be living right down the road, and they would all get together and help with harvesting and planting and plowing. It was just beautiful, this, this feeling of relationship. And I, um, when I was there that Saturday, um, David's cousin came from the, from the neighboring farm and had a, had a little box with him, and there was a little brown pigeon in the box who fell out of a nest high in the silo, and um, they couldn't get the baby back up in the silo, so they brought it over to David to see if he wanted it, and David said, no, you know, I, I, we don't have a place here. You know, we have chickens and dogs and cats, and they, they would just kill a baby pigeon. So they asked if I would like this baby pigeon. And, um, well, I, I knew I had to talk to my parents first because I was in the habit of bringing home animals on a regular basis, whether it was frogs or turtles or stray cats or other birds who fell out of nests, morning doves or whatever, or snakes. I was always bringing something home. And it wasn't always welcomed <laughs> because we either didn't have a cage or an aquarium for the animal or the animal would end up running around the house and getting out of the box. And So um, it just so happened that my dad raised pigeons when he was a kid. So he said, oh, a pigeon, this would be great. This would be something um, we can do together. This is something I can relate to here. So I brought back I brought home this baby pigeon in the in the little box, and um, she grew up. I named her Susie. She was a beautiful, soft brown color. And she just had to be a female, right? So, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, it's a little clue as to how the story's going to end. Um, uh, so, Susie and I became good buddies. Uh, she grew up, and she related to me. I was her. Um, her flockmate. She didn't know other pigeons, so we developed this very close relationship. Whenever I went outside, she'd fly down and land on my head or on my shoulder, and she would cool around and pick at my ear affectionately, and uh, she'd sit on my hand, and uh, when I'd go to school, she'd follow me to school, and she'd oftentimes sit up on top of the school um, the school building just waiting for me to come out, and sometimes she'd fly back and forth. We only lived two blocks from, from the school. So, um, well, it turned out that Susie was a male, uh, <laughs> and um, it, now it reminds me of the Johnny Cash song, A Boy Named Sue. If you've heard the song, you know the yes. story and how, how, um, how this um, boy named Sue got very embarrassed by his dad giving him that name, but he got really tough because of it. Well, Susie didn't understand that that he had a female name and he didn't really care. So I got a few more pigeons and one of the, one of the new pigeons I got was a female, so he was very happy. Um, and I made the same mistake there. It was it, actually because the quote-unquote female I brought home from him, I named Jimmy, thinking he was 
a male. <laughs> so I had Susie and Jimmy, wrongly named, <laughs> but they didn't care. So it was a joke for everybody else, too. Susie was obviously a big male. You know, he, he knew how to strut and coo and puff out his neck and do all the things that male pigeons do. And Jimmy was a very, very beautiful, docile female. Um, however, um, wintertime came, and my dad said, you know, son, we really don't have a place for pigeons here for the winter time. You know, winters in Wisconsin get cold and pigeons um, have, to have, a, have to have a coop and we just don't have time to build one now. But, um, and we really ought to give these pigeons to somebody who can take care of them over the winter time. And I protested. I said, yeah, but dad, they, pigeons, they live out in barns and silos and, and you know, buildings and they get along fine in the winter time. But Dad was very clear. He was he was an autocrat, actually, and, and uh, he could get very strict, and um, I had to listen. I was eight years old. I didn't have the intellectual capacity to meet him head-on and to argue my point, and I didn't have any real power because he was an old-fashioned dad, and what he said went. So the pigeons went to a neighbor a couple houses down, and... Um, I went over one day to to um, visit with Susie and Jimmy, and they weren't there. In fact, there were no pigeons there. And and I asked, hey, where, where's Susie and Jimmy? Where are your pigeons? And um, uh, the neighbor kid didn't really want to say anything. And uh, I realized that, that something disastrous happened, and uh, he was he knew about my love for these birds and, and love for all of nature, actually. And he didn't want to. He didn't want to. Uh, he was just afraid. I think he was afraid of hurting my feelings. So there was nothing I could do. I was a, I was a kid, and I didn't know how to handle it. I didn't know how to handle my feelings. Um, I was I was already devastated because Susie and Jimmy were no longer with me. So us kids were out playing. We had a big field behind us, and we were playing along the fence row, and there were big drifts of snow coming over the fence, and. Uh, I saw a disturbance in the snow, and I dug around, and, and um, I found some birds, uh, dead birds under there. They were pigeons, obviously, and um, they were beheaded. There were just the bodies there. And um, there, there was a brown bird there, but he was all shriveled up, and, and there was no sheen to the feathers and no life there. So I thought, oh, this, this couldn't be Susie. This just couldn't be Susie. Although secretly, inwardly, I knew it was. I just could not face the reality. So I rationalized that this is just some other brown pigeon, and um, Susie would look a whole lot more vibrant than that. This just couldn't be my my buddy. So um, that was the end of, of my relationship with pigeons for a while. However, it was the beginning of my relationship with, with the natural realm in a new way. I realized that the twain doesn't always meet. We are in, engaged in this civilization that is steamrolling over nature. Um, we are treating the, our, our mother planet as a garbage can, essentially. We take what we want and we dispose what we don't want out of the other end and we don't know where it goes. And um, It's just take and give and take and give and take. And I learned that very viscerally at age eight. And 
I learned to live in two worlds. I learned to keep many things secret from not only my parents, but from the culture at large. And I learned to be an advocate for nature. And I learned to move secretly and stealthily, and it helped me very much in my later life. And I didn't consider it dishonesty at all. I considered it the ultimate of honesty because I was giving my allegiance to what really mattered in life. And um, there, that, that's my opening story. That's, that's really the beginning of my, um, my maturing relationship with the natural realm and with the, our plant and animal kin. And, and I think many of us have um, stories about our initial love with an animal and uh, maybe a pet or a neighbor's pet um, and uh, that often and ended with sadness because they always die before we do anyway, although yours was um, a, a little bit more horrific. And I think... It opens us all up, though, to the sensitivity that we have inside of us, the empathy and the compassion. Um, And um, it, it seems to me that also another thought I had as you were talking is that in keeping things to yourself, you were also protecting yourself and um, the nature that you loved from harm. Oh, that's a, that's a really good point. That's a beautiful way of looking at it. Um, I learned adaptive mechanisms. I learned self-protective mechanisms as a child um, just to survive in my family because I had an autocratic alcoholic father um, who was a disciplinarian, and my mother was oftentimes frantic trying to deal with my father and three young boys who were very rambunctious, I must say, and uh, she had her hands full. So um, I learned behavioral patterns that served me very well as a child and um, that I had to work to let go of as an adult because oftentimes they got away in the way of me having a, a mature adult relationship with, with, um, with other people and with, with a woman, for example, um, a mate. So what you're saying is very true. And, and I think the other thing is um, it also increases our intuition. We have to be very sensitive mm. when we grow up with what I call an abusive father. Um, and in order to stay out of the way, predict what's coming and so on. And those are skills that carry over so beautifully in a way it, uh, although it was a hard childhood, that it served you well for what you love doing because it grew your intuition, which you use in communicating and becoming nature, communicating with and becoming nature. Oh, that's an astute observation, Dr. Paula, because, you know, something I've learned is that we are nature. It's not us and the other animals. We are animals, too. It's not nature out there, but it's nature everywhere. Um, the uh, illustrator of my last book, uh, Becoming Nature, my new book, uh, lives in Brooklyn, and she writes a nature column, believe it or not, for a New York um, newsletter <laughs> and uh, based upon what she observes in Brooklyn, New York, in the, in, in the concrete jungle. and She lives in, the, in a sixth-floor apartment. And there are, there are people put flowers out and planters, and she goes out and she sees the, the um, 
bees and the butterflies visiting the flowers and the birds and she just she just opens up nature to everybody no matter where anybody is it's it's just beautiful and what you're saying about um the our developing our intuitive abilities and our ability to listen through adversity is so true because who we are we carry ourselves with us wherever we go and the way we are in our families um, in our jobs in the city is the same way we're going to be in nature there's no way around it and these skills are very very helpful no matter where we're at um, we, if we want to improve our relationship with animals we are going to improve our relationship with our fellow humans just as well and for that reason and specifically that that reason that you brought up about a troubled childhood I do not um, bemoan my parents at all I do not bemoan my childhood because that childhood made me, the, made me the person I am today. I have the tenacity, I have the insights and the skills and abilities I have, largely because of my upbringing. I would much rather have had it that way than have a pampered childhood. I'm so grateful for it. And and um, I also had um, grew up in an abusive environment and have come to the same conclusion. And it's the silver linings. It's the way that we look at life from the perspective of blessings, and and that also becomes who we are and changes our whole perspective on life and and the connection to nature. Mm-hmm. So true. So true. And, yeah. and I, I know you lived with wolves. How did that come about, and and what did you learn from that? I, I just can't even imagine being that connected, which clearly you are capable of, and as you say, we all are. It just feels a far cry from where we are to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, it's it's really odd because uh, I was in my uh, mid twenties, and I was uh, running a music business, a record store. I sold acoustic instruments and and records of, of all kinds, mainly rock and roll. That's where the money was at. But I handled folk music, bluegrass, classical music, uh, folk, all, just all types of music, and um, the. People, uh, I had uh, uh, some steady customers who I got to know. They became friends. And one day, uh, uh, one of my customers came in and said, Hey, Tamarack, I was just up north um, in northern Wisconsin where at the time there were a lot of um, small roadside zoos that where the tourists would stop and you'd get to um, see a bear and, and um, pet the fawns and that sort of thing and, and see some raccoons and just uh, typical Northwoods animals. And um, he said, hey, I know you, you're really into the North Woods and, and the wilds, and I know you have this intrinsic relationship with wolves. Well, they have a pair of wolves at this one roadside zoo that I stopped at, and they had pups. And um, the, the wolves looked pitiful, and, and you, know, you might have an interest here in, in helping them out, seeing what this is all about. And um, I, I got one of my employees to take my place and um, the next day I went up north to, to this um, to this place and I, I met the owner very nice guy um, he was doing the best he could making a living for his family he had a little gift shop there and you know he sold corn and and um, 
soda to feed to the bears, of all things. It's the last thing they need, but bears would suck up the soda from a bottle through the, through the wire. And uh, there they were. There was a pair of wolves in this cage that might have been, I don't know, 12 by 12 feet. It was very small. And um, the male wolf was pacing back and forth in front of the cage and had the mud all worn, all worked up. And the the female was laying there, uh, panting, uh, obviously fatigued and and um, stressed. And I could see that she had been nursing pups. You know, her her her, her teats and her nipples were uh, distended and. Um, I asked uh, the owner, uh, hey, it looks like these wolves have pups, huh? And he said, yeah, they had, they had pups 11 days ago. We brought the pups inside because um, we can't let them imprint on... Um, we have to have them imprint on people rather than wolves because they'll never be able to tame, get tamed otherwise. And um, this was all beyond me. Why are we trying to tame wolves? Why do we have wolves in cages? This is crazy. But I kept that all to myself because I, you know, he has his beliefs and his value system and I have mine and that's fine. I don't want to impinge upon his. And I also want to become engaged here and see what I can do to maybe be a catalyst, to be be of some help to these wolves. And maybe to Jim too. He has a right to his life as well. So Jim was the owner of the zoo. And uh, he took me inside into his house and... uh, to the bathroom, and I wondered, why is he taking me to the bathroom? Is he being polite to show me where the bathroom is, just in case I need it? Well, no, he um, showed me the bathtub, and in the bathtub, there were four wolf pups, and I asked why he has these pups in the bathtub, and he said, well, because it's real easy to rinse up after them. (laughs) You know, they can just pee and poop all they want, and we rinse it down the drain. And the male pups had little blue ribbons around their necks, and the female pups had little pink ribbons around their necks. Um, he had two uh, teenage daughters. They might have been, oh, I don't know, 12 and 14. And they they just fell in love with these little pups and they were bottle feeding them. And, and um, uh, they, they were like little live teddy bears to the, to the daughters, little puppies. And they, they were just loving them up. And I asked, well, what's going to happen to these pups? And, and Jim said, well, I don't know. Uh, we, we're, we're taking off this weekend and we don't have anyone to take care of the pups and we don't want them anyway and I'm not sure what we're going to do with them and and I asked if he wanted to sell them and he said, I guess so, I have to do something with them and I asked how much and he gave me a price um, and and I said, well, that's that's a lot of money and and I said, well, if I take them all, would you give them to me at half price? And he said, yes, right away. And I could tell you, (laughs) really... Really glad to get rid of these pups, and uh, uh, he told me that I need a permit and I need a, a regulation cage and all that, and that wasn't a problem. I was going to go way beyond whatever the minimum regulations were. So I brought these pups home, and I started studying more on wolves. Um, 
and, I and I'm, Tamarack, I'm going to interrupt you. This is uh, the intermission in the middle of this story. <laughs> the story. The old time movies where they were so long we had an intermission. You're right. So, right. <laughs> but it feels like a good place to break and we'll come back and, and continue um, because what a fascinating story. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. While you're listening to the commercials, click on the link to sign up for my newsletter. You'll receive the free chapter on my ultimate creative problem solving for my best-selling book, which will help you release hidden fears and blockages to hearing your soul, your true self, your inner wisdom, healing at deep levels, and getting what you truly want in life. This process came to me in that space that Robert Moss talked about between sleeping and waking. It continues to be a gift that helps my clients heal more profoundly and at a more rapid rate than would normally be expected. Now on your paper, write down how you're going to begin communicating with nature. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Tamarack Song to talk more about communicating with nature. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. And I hope you wrote down how you're going to begin communicating with nature. And I'm really interested in hearing the rest of Tamarack Song's story about the wolves. So, please continue. I'd be glad to. 
All right, we, we left off before the commercial break where I just bought these four wolf pups from this roadside zoo. And uh, I brought them home, and I had already been studying about wolves. I knew that um, wolves uh, can be uh, domesticated, but they will never be domestic. They are intrinsically wild animals. So, And I knew they had this genetic imprinting, and they were going to grow up as, as wild wolves if I was going to let them do that. They, they knew just what to do, thank you. So all I had to do was step <laughs> back. So I raised them, I bottle-fed them, and I became a part of their pack. Uh, I had some acreage, so I fenced in a large area behind me right up to my house because I wanted to be a part of this pack. I wanted wolves to be at my door when I went out, and um, that happened. They accepted me as the alpha male of the pack. I was the pack leader. And I got down on all fours, and I got right in with them. I played, I ran, we, we hunted, we did everything together. And I learned so much from them. And what I, what I learned most of all was emotional honesty. I remember one time I came home from, from, from my business, the record store, and I was struggling with my a couple of employees. And I was married at the time, and I was having uh, troubles with my relationship with my wife. And I was just looking so forward to, to joining with my pack again. And I went into the enclosure, and uh, they would not have anything of it. They saw that I was coming with some kind of expectation, and I was trying to put on a happy face to be with them, and they saw right through it. They were relating to me as I was, as I truly felt. They had this intuitive sense for who and how I was, and I could not put on a mask for them. And to this day, I just I just bow before them in, in honor of what they did to help me to be a fully present person in the now, because that's all there is. That's all there really is. And it helped me so much to be comfortable in my own skin, to recognize that there are no good feelings, no bad feelings. We have to honor everything. I have to honor who and how I am if I'm going to be in touch with myself and if I'm going to be in true and honest relationship with others, whether it be uh, wild animals or domestic animals or other people or whatever, it's all the same. I am intrinsically an emotional, intuitive being. And if I can be true to that, I'm going to be happy with myself and happy in my relationships. And that's what I learned from those wolves. And that's why it is so easy for me now to be intrinsically present and listening in a deep sense when, I, when I'm in nature or when I'm with other people, but particularly in nature, because that's what we're talking about here. And all of a sudden, what I used to perceive when I was uh, in my city mentality, used to perceive as the silence around me in nature just comes to life. Everything is communicating um, all at once. There's this big web of life, which is actually a web of relationship. And I am... I am one with it. I am a part of it. And I just come alive in another way. I become alive in a way that goes beyond language. It goes beyond thought. And I'm alive in this way that is intuitive. It's ancestral. It's intrinsic. And I am the human animal, along with the squirrel animal and the blue jay animal and the tree plant. And and we're all there as kin in this web of life. 
and this is what the native elders taught me when I when I apprenticed to them. They talk about the web of life and their brother and sister animals and plants. And it's not just a, a belief. It's not a religion or just some idle philosophy. It is real. They say it. They think it. They live it. They believe it. And I came to know that. It's what I intrinsically knew as a child. That's what I... Um, that's what I learned with my relationship with Susie and my dad about what is real and what is pretense. And that's what I bring forth now in my teachings. That's what I, that's what I hopefully have captured well in this new book of mine, Becoming Nature, because we all are nature already. Nature is us. And we don't have to learn animal language. We already know it. What we have to do is just unpeel the layers that our culture and our conditioning have given us and we are right there. We're right there with the animals. I love what you're saying and the truth of it. And I had written down as you were talking earlier that we can heal through nature. And and what you expressed was really um, the truth of that and, and how connecting with nature and becoming one with nature and and really acknowledging what already exists that it's just uncovering it it's not having to do something it's having to allow something mm. very good oh, I'm glad you brought that up Dr. Paula it's so important I also work as a, a trauma therapist um, I wear a few hats <laughs> and uh, one one thing that I I stress right away with my clients is that you are not sick um, you are intrinsically well and if you can embrace that it's like a bud that is that is blossoming forth and you will blossom forth if you center yourself in your heart of hearts because there you are whole you are healthy um, you are centered you know what to do do not define yourself as a sick person and it's the same in our relationship with nature. Do not define yourself as a city, a bumbling city person. You are nature. And go there and allow yourself to be embraced by Mother Nature because you are nature's child. And the rest works itself out. Now we're looking at our bowl being half full rather than half empty. And it makes all the difference in the world. Absolutely, and then it fills and overflows to the rest of us as your bowl has um, to all of us. I thank you so very much, Tamarack. What a what a beautiful um, what a beautiful show you've given us. Um, so much wonderful information and told so beautifully. Um, I I truly am grateful. Oh, thank you, Dr. Paula. It's been a pleasure to be here with you, and um, your questions have just brought out um, my stories, and I, I very much appreciate that. And um, I hope we've been able to um, light, ignite some sparks in, in our audience to aspire to become their nature as well. And I'd be glad to come back sometime and talk with you some more. This has been a pleasure sharing. It would be my pleasure. Thank you for the offer. We will definitely arrange that. And for more information, in the meantime, please go to his website, 
tamraxsong.org and purchase his book, which will give you some amazing information on how to truly become nature and to communicate with nature. I'd like to thank all of you for joining us for Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please click on the link to like us on Facebook, then click on the link to my resources page to purchase Tamarack Song's book and go to my store to purchase my books. Then learn about my services, including coaching, speaking, energy healing, past life regressions, or to sponsor one of my experiential workshops, such as overcoming abuse through self-empowerment, 21 steps for healing the body, energy healing, the Om Awakening, and the ultimate creative problem-solving process. And if you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching, which I do in person over Skype or on the phone. When you work with me, you get support, guidance, and healing from the spiritual realm. The archangels and angels and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature work through me and directly with my clients. My process connects your mind, body, and soul, resulting and faster progress and profound healing emotionally, mentally, and physically. Click on the link to register for my next workshop, Introduction to Tarot Oracle Cards and Insight Cards. Then go to the calendar of events and press click here to send me an email with your inspirational story, questions, or comments. If you live in Dallas, I invite you to experience my ultimate creative problem-solving process through my meetup. Join us next week when Dr. Bernard Golden talks with us about overcoming destructive anger. This is Dr. Paula, your CM or chosen mom, as designated by Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Have a blessed week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Until then, have a positive week.